in business, it's kind of frowned upon, generally speaking, bringing emotions to work. You just can't not do that with if you're talking about DNI because it's it's a very personal thing for a lot of people, and that is okay. It's okay to be emotional. This is how people learn. This is how you progress forward. Welcome to the Talent Experience Show. This is your source for what's happening right now in talent acquisition, recruitment, talent management, and HR tech. We've got another segment from our live stream show, which we've been hosting on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern time. I definitely recommend that you check this out. If you want to get notified, follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube. You'll get the notifications. We've been going live on all four platforms at the same time. So join us on the platform of your choice. This session that you're listening to today was awesome. You can also watch the live feed in the show notes as well. We'll link it to the blog post. We've got our hosts, Natalie McKnight and Devin Foster. They'll be interviewing Tony Prudente from Brother. He is a senior specialist in employer branding, recruitment marketing, and social media. And he just drops a ton of knowledge on diversity and inclusion, how he's been facilitating change and how we can all work to celebrate and support diversity, not just one month out of the year, not just because it's Pride Month, but every single day. This is a great lesson. Check it out. And don't forget to join us on the next stream. Welcome to Talent Experience Live. Uh, of course, uh, our weekly look at all things HR, hot topics, uh, interviews with industry leaders and Everything in between, uh, covering everything from talent management to talent acquisition and all of the key stakeholders in HR. How, how are things going today? They're going, uh, going well. Um, yeah. Still in my house, still quarantined. So yes. You know. <laughs> yes. Well, you're not just in your house anymore. Now we are in everyone's house. Uh, yes, of we course, are. We are broadcasting live on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, anything in between. I just don't think we're broadcasting live on MySpace at this point, but Not yet. Yeah, <laughs> we're, working we're, <laughs> we're working on it. We're working on it. As always, uh, if this is your first time joining us, uh, please feel free to subscribe to any of those social channels I mentioned. Uh, we'll be doing this on a weekly basis at 12 noon Eastern time and always bringing hot, exciting topics to the, the table. So Natalie, uh, I know we have an exciting episode today. What, uh, what exactly are we covering? Yeah. Um, so today we're actually going to be focusing um, on diversity and inclusion. And this is a very topical uh, topic to be covering. Uh, there's been a lot of things and, and talks and conversations, especially recently around uh, social injustice in the United States, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, I mean, unless you've been really living, living in a bunker somewhere, uh, has been near global, uh, getting support with protests all over the country. Um, the Supreme Court ruling uh, for LGBTQ in the workplace that just recently got passed. Uh, and then Juneteenth was this past Friday. So you know, and what we're seeing there is that more and more organizations are recognizing this as a paid holiday for their employees. And there's been increased public pressure to recognize that holiday nationally. So a lot to, to really dig through and, and talk about um, with these topics, for sure. 
100%. And I know that the topic has come up. Um, actually, most of these topics have come up at my family barbecues, my Zoom meetings. Uh, unfortunately, I had to tell my dad that Anchorman wasn't a real documentary and diversity wasn't an old, old wooden ship. Um, but <laughs> in all seriousness, um, this isn't. these conversations aren't just happening at home. They're now happening in the workplace. And diversity and inclusion is not a new initiative, right? It's something that organizations have been talking about for years. Um, and with history now being made what seems like every single day with the Supreme Court ruling and the, the protests, um, I think it's really taken to the forefront, right? It's it's no longer a nice to have, it's a need to have. Um, and I'm excited about this topic today. And I know we have some stats to share about why it is so important. Yeah, so the first one, which I think is so compelling, is that Glassdoor found that 67% of job seekers consider workplace diversity an important factor when considering employment opportunities. That's huge. That's huge. Um, so, you know, and more than 50% of current employees want their current workplace to do more to increase diversity. So this, there's a lot of attention on this. And this is at the top of everyone's minds. The majority of people who are working are saying, I want more done. When, when I mean, 50% is one in two, right? That We both work at Phenom. That means one of us wants, wants more done, right? The statistics are saying that. And <laughs> I think both of us want more done everywhere, right? That's So it, that's more than 50%. Um, but this isn't just about demographics or workers, you know, thinking of a nice to have to seek a more diverse workplace, right? According to Gallup, 45% of American workers uh, have experienced discrimination or harassment in the past year. So that's a lot. Um, and it's an issue that, that needs to be covered. And the only way we can do that is by having conversations like these, spreading awareness around diversity and inclusion and what to do. Um, and companies with a higher than average diversity rate um, typically see about 19% more revenue. And that's according to the Harvest Business Journal. So not only is it doing the right thing and helping individuals who may be going through tough situations, um, but if you're looking at it from a monetary perspective, it also helps the business as a whole. And I think that this is really important and I'm super excited to talk about it today. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, so today we brought in our guest uh, and friend uh, who is a leader for DNI at Brother. Uh, they're an international provider of home, uh, home office and business products. A lot of us have their printers lying around. Um, and we're going to talk to Tony about how they're spearheading diversity and inclusion at their organization. Um, so we've got some questions lined up, but as always, this is a live show. So please feel free to be active in the chat and ask questions that you may have uh, right in the comments section. Yes. Thank you so much. And I'll tell you what, this is not related to diversity and inclusion, but I can't tell you how much I miss a printer. I don't have one at home. And I, I used to love having printed out notes and being able to scribble on them. Uh. So I miss brother's printer that is in our <laughs> office, um, but this is not, not related. Um, so without any further hesitation, let's bring Tony on from brother to town experience live. Hello. Hi, Devin. Hi, Hi Natalie. So happy to be here. 
Devin, clearly I need to send you uh, a printer in the mail. So I, you know, I gotta get the address. We expecting something soon. Please. <laughs> I, well. <laughs> I would give it to you now, but we're live. I can't have that many people having my, my address. But thank you so much for joining us, Tony. We're excited to have you today. Um, and I know that uh, we talked about brother and, and what they do and the printers that you are going to send me. Um, but as tradition on Talent Experience Live, we always like to do a deep dive on people's LinkedIn. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and work history? Sure, absolutely. So um, I graduated from the School of Management and Labor Relations at Rutgers University. Uh, my formalized degree is in human resources management. Um, I did HR traditionally first five years of my career and recently uh, within my organization, I was actually transitioned over to marketing um, with the recruitment marketing employer branding function. Um, that's where my experience lies. It's where I can fulfill my creativity, my passion. I'm just like all about it. Um, but I also am very, very involved and active in learning about employee experience and design thinking and things of that nature. Just essentially just making the workplace a great place for everybody involved, no matter what. Um, I've also been gay my entire life. Uh, I came out of the closet when I was 15 years old um, and I haven't looked back since. So that's where my experience lies. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so speaking of, um, with the Supreme Court ruling that just came out, um, what are your thoughts on what that ruling means for employees and diversity in the workplace? Sure. Um, it's a long time coming, obviously. Um, it was a huge, huge deal. And the ruling that just happened is something that queer people have been fighting for since um, the Stonewall riots of 1969. So, you know, we've really been fighting for this for over 50 years. And um, a lot of people on this call will probably be surprised to know that prior to the ruling that happened just a week ago now, um, it was perfectly legal in more than 25 states in the United States to fire somebody for being gay. Um, what the ruling does is it applies a new understanding to Title VII, which uh, bars employment discrimin discrimination across the country on the basis of sex. And basically what they said was, if it was not for somebody's sex, um, sexual orientation, whatever it is, you would not be able to like discriminate against them. So that's what the new ruling applies. So now everywhere in the country, as a queer person, you can be comfortable going into your workplace, not feeling fear that your employer is gonna terminate you just because of who you are. And it's such a huge deal because um, this is something that millions of people across this country are gonna be able to directly benefit from and be able to directly feel safe that I can bring my authentic self to work and you know, I'm, I don't have to worry about any repercussions. Um, it's also, um, juxtapositioned right now against, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, everything that's going on in this country. Um, I mentioned the Stonewall riots of 1969 as like the start of the queer, um, progressive movement. And we would not be here today if it wasn't for a black trans woman by the name of Marsha P. Johnson, who is seen as the leader of this general riots and the queer rights movement. So quite frankly, you cannot support the LGBTQ community um, if you don't support black people. So I just wanted to put that against it because it's, it's very important in today's conversation as well, but huge decision impacts millions of people. So excited that um, there's just so many people in this country, they're going to directly benefit from it. And it's been decades in the making. So it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, 
It is awesome. I mean, that's it, it's it, almost disturbing that it, it took this point to get there, right? All right. Um, it's 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 tough, but um, I, I mean, there are organizations that you know maybe aren't up to speed, right? And I guilty enough, have been binge watching Queer Eye because that's what you do when you're in quarantine. Uh, It's fantastic. But so many individuals who are on the show share heart-wrenching stories. Um, So my question for you is, how can companies better support diversity and inclusion for their employees so that those stories that I've seen on Queer Eye don't continue to happen? Yeah, sure. It's a great question. I say the most important thing that you can do is get your senior leaders involved. Um, You absolutely need their support, their buy-in, and most importantly, their allyship um, if you're going to get anything off the ground at your company. So that's step one, in my opinion. Um, Another thing is to actually listen to your employees. You know, like you mentioned, Devin, it's really important to hear people out and hear everybody's authentic stories. Diversity and inclusion is uncomfortable for a lot of people, and that's okay. We need to talk about that because um, if we still like make it seem as this uncomfortable thing, we're never going to progress forward. So it's really important to get your employees involved and get their own opinions, their own stories, because that's not only how you as an individual learn, but it's also how your company can learn and progress further. Um, I would also say um, make commitments and take action. That's the most important part. Um, You want to showcase that this is very serious. And the best way to do that is to make public commitments that are actionable on your organization and communicate that not only to your employees, but also your stakeholders as well. Um, You want to showcase that this is something that we actually really are taking seriously. And we're so confident in our approach and um, our backing by this that we're making these public statements of commitments of what we're actually going to do and take action. Um, Also allow your employees to connect with one another. ERGs, employee resource groups, couple different names for them. ERG is like the standard one. They're a great way to connect people and get people to come together. Um, It's also really important because those groups of people are what are going to progress your organization forward and are going to get you the recommendations, the advice, et cetera, that you need um, for your organization and your business decisions. Um, So ERGs are a great way to go forward. Sometimes it can be a little overwhelming getting started with an ERG, um, and it can be quite frankly scary, um, but don't let that stop you. Uh, unless somebody explicitly tells you no, just assume that you know you're going to move forward with this, and that's like the mindset that you should have um, in getting something like that off the ground. Um, at Brother, uh, I'm starting the LGBTQ ERG. Um, so, you know, I've already assembled a core team of people, you know, it's in the works, had conversations, et cetera. Um, I like to say that because, you know, you can always do better as an organization. You can always do more. And it's not where you're at or how far you have to go. It's, are you moving forward? So, you know, at Brother, like, we're moving forward with the LGBTQ ERJ. We're moving forward with our diversity and inclusion committee and our action plans, et cetera. Um, so it's it's really good to f- have the motivation to move forward, understanding where you're at and where you can go. And um, just knowing that, yes, it's an uphill climb, but it's okay because you have a lot of people supporting your back. So just trudge on and move forward with it and 
you'll be set up for success no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. And that's so great. I mean, it must be so empowering for the people that are a part of that group. I imagine it's it's really helping give them a voice and again, giving them that sense of belonging um, that they, it, everybody I think can, it takes for granted that they feel like they belong somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. And for people who don't, then it's when you actually make that that point to reach out through creating a group like an ERG and saying, we're all alike and we, we all have a lot that we can connect on. I think that's really, really valuable. And that's awesome that's brother, that brother is taking those initiatives. Oh, yes, um, 100% for sure. Yeah. So what specific initiatives around DNI, if we can kind of pack, unpack that a little bit, are you guys doing? Um, talk to us about some of the commitments that Brother has made. We'd love to hear more about that. Sure. Um, so the first thing that we have is um, we have a diversity and inclusion team or committee of employees that are tasked with the responsibility of recommending, leading, advising senior leadership, brother in general in the organization and how we can move forward with our diversity and inclusion strategy, tactics, et cetera. Um, also, you know, in light of what has gone on in this country in the past couple of weeks, and it's not even, it's not even the past couple of weeks, it's really like decades of, you know, police brutality and violence and oppression of black people. Um, so I think that a lot of organizations had a huge wake up call in light of that. And it's time to like, actually like start using our organizational power and voices to, you know, throw our support and cause behind something so important. Um, So, you know, internally brother decided to make um, some commitments and actions on what we could do better, because you can always take a look at where you're at and see what can we do more. So the first thing that we did was, you know, we made a, large donation, about $50,000 to the Equal Justice Initiative, which is an organization um, that is dedicated to addressing systemic racism and economic injustice um, in our society. Uh, We've also are developing entrepreneurial initiatives for Black-owned small businesses um, to support them and in support of minority education. We have a very strong commitment to diversity and inclusion, Inclusivity is one of our uh, shared values at Brother. So it's really, really important to us. So um, we're doubling down on that in terms of our recruitment, talent acquisition, and employee development in the organization as well. Um, It's also uh, what we're doing is inviting our employees to come talk to us. So I mentioned earlier, it's important to have people feel like they can just talk, just like speak. So um, we're inviting all of our employees, outside experts to come in, share their experiences. And like, just so that people at Brother can just listen because that's what we really need. We just need to listen, open our minds up, open our eyes up and hear it. Mm-hmm. We're also providing anti-bias training uh, for our leaders. And then we're following up with some workshops to promote mutual respect and understanding and support of you know diversity and inclusion across the organization. Um, our team is at the forefront of all of this and all this initiative that we're leading. Um, it's about 30 employees strong across all levels at Brothers. So it's not exclusively, you know, senior person or, you know, whatever. It's anybody across the organization, which is so great and so important because we need everybody's voice to help lead us into the path forward. Um, I mentioned that we're in the process of starting an LGBTQ ERG. It's in the works. 
We also have uh, WAYS, which stands for Women at Your Side, like Brother at Your Side is our tagline. WAYS is our um, first ERG. It's our women's ERG, and it is um, so phenomenal. It's been off the ground for a little bit over a year now. Um, we have lots of employees that have joined. We've already had training sessions, you know, get-togethers, happy hours, professional development, webinars, like it's just so great to see everybody come together for something that's just so good and nice that um, it actually, it just feels very, very rewarding for yourself as an individual and for any organization in general. Um, so those are just a few of the tactics that we have done. Um, I do want to preface by saying we acknowledge that you can always do more or go farther. And uh, I want to stress that, you know, what's happened recently in the country is not the end. Um, it's happened before and it's unfortunately going to happen again. And that's why it's really important for companies to not just treat this as like a one and done thing and to focus on actively, progressively involving themselves very deeply in diversity and inclusion efforts across the organization. Like you mentioned before, Devin, it just makes good business sense um, for companies to invest in this. It, you know, there's tons of studies out there that show like profits go up, et cetera. Um, you just need to make sure that all of your employees can feel like they can be their authentic selves at work um, because not only are they going to benefit from it, but your organization is going to benefit from it in general. So you always want to have a lens on this and focus on it always and not just like one point in time. When 100%, Tony. I, I remember when the beginning of the pandemic had started, Mark Cuban had a quote that circulated all of social media, which was, it's times like this where companies are defined for the next 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. And we've had a, a couple discussions around that. And that, of course, was talking about the pandemic and how companies react to that. Uh, when we talk about these current social movements and the current social climate, I think the same thing applies. Right. It's not a quick fix. You said it's continuing to drive forward. It's continuing to have conversations, even if they may be uncomfortable um, and and just push. Right. Push for uh, the equality that everyone deserves and, and expects. Uh, so we did have a question come through the chat. So uh, this isn't on your sheet. And I apologize that we sent over to you, but it does tie in nicely with okay. another question. Um, sure. uh, an individual had said. Uh, with the, the logos, a lot of organizations are putting um, the rainbow flag, I don't know the correct term, but I believe that's it, mm -hmm. um, on their their icons, right? How is this perceived by the LGBT community, uh, LGBTQ community, um, and how are employees responding to initiatives like these? Sure. Um, it's a really great question. So um, it's unofficially known as rainbow washing um, in the queer community, where June comes around, all of a sudden, everybody's rainbows everywhere. This is great. We love gay people. This is awesome, whatever. Um, and, you know, speaking from my personal experience, I like saying it. I do. It makes me feel good. I feel very supported by it. But you need to be very careful because queer people will read between the lines. And if your organization is just, you know, throwing up a rainbow logo up there without, like, doing anything important or involved in the queer community, then people are going to read you for that, or they're going to like see, see you for who you really are. Um, so I think it's fine. And I, I encourage it for sure. And it's a great way to not only uplift 
your stakeholders, your customer base, but also your employees as well. You just need to make sure that, you know, you're actually putting some meaning behind it um, because otherwise then you're just not doing what you need to do to actually like help or uplift the community. You're really, it's kind of just like a facade. If you're just throwing that rainbow up there and you're just saying, yeah, this is great. Um, but it's like, okay, well, what actually are you doing? You know? Yeah. And one way that they can continue that is through DNI initiatives, right? So mm-hmm. if we're talking about an organization who doesn't want to, to rainbow wash and really wants to take steps in the right direction, um, what recommendations would you give them for starting a DNI initiative? Sure. So, um, you know, it's great if you could hire a person, you know, a headcount is always like a really great measure, but, um, you know, a lot of organizations aren't there and that's totally fine. That's how brother operates. We took the route of, you know, putting a committee together. We do have people that are sort of like the leaders of the committee, but we really rely on the collective base of everybody involved to provide their opinions, feedback and drive moving forward. Um, There are also some really great resources available to you um, to help get you off the ground. So if you're an HR practitioner, um, the Society of Human Resources Management, SHRM, has such great research toolkits, et cetera, available on their website if you subscribe to them. Um, And also uh, Gardner uh, is also another like big research firm in the HR, employee experience, diversity and inclusion space. They have everything that you need to get things off the ground and they have it all outlined for you no matter whether you've got headcount for 10 people to support it or you know you've got like one person like wherever you need to be wherever you're at like you can get the resources that you need to get it off the ground um technology is also a really great asset to help you as well um it's really important to stay connected with everybody i think with the pandemic um a a lot of organizations have really, you know, paid more attention to the collaborative tools that we have available to us. Um, so it's really important to take leverage and advantage of that technology, especially when you're in a remote working environment, um, and especially with things like DNI, because you know, if it's a committee of people, um, th- this is not our full time gig. These are, you know, it's it, it's like sort of like volunteering as part of our role. Like we want to do it. Um, so when you have like sort of like that added extra work onto you, it's really helpful to have a collaborative space where you can share documents, share resources, all meet centrally in one location to be able to like understand where everything is at. Because in the way that the fast world is working, like it's just going to get buried in email. If you, if you're just trying to rely on email, just got to be like really honest there. Um, and I think when things get tough or frustrating, um, just rely on the people that you're close with at work. Like if you're a part of that DNI team, like it's okay to vent to each other. It's okay to like, you know, be honest and like with each other. Like this is a lot of like uncomfortable new space for a lot of people. The only way that you're gonna get moving forward is if you get over whatever feelings that you're having, get it out there, work th- work through it, get people to help you, and then just like progress and move forward and like learn from there. So at times it can be a little daunting, but that's okay. Um, this isn't easy and it's not supposed to be easy. Um, so if you're feeling like it's not easy, um, then you're doing it right, essentially. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you guys are just tuning in, this is Talent Experience Live, um, where we talk about all things HR. And today's focus is diversity and inclusion. And as you just saw from my background, this is a live show. So <laughs> <laughs> please feel free to comment, uh, questions, all of that. Um, so it looks like, do we have another question here? Or is that the same question that came through? I think that that was a question around uh, individuals who may be looking for other resources if they don't have access to SHRM or, or Gartner or anything like that. Tony, do you recommend any other assets or pieces of knowledge where they can find that? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, we at Brother partner with um, a company called Recruit Techs. Um, I wonder if I can put it in the chat right here. Um, yes, I can. Um, if you just easily Google Recruitix diversity and inclusion, the first link that'll pop up on Google is a hub of tons of resources, research, webinars, everything that you need um, available to you for free. So if you don't have access to, you know, like the paid subscription model or whatever, just Google Recruitix diversity and inclusion hub and you'll find like a bunch of resources that are free at your disposal. Um, also, just in general, just Googling diversity and inclusion tools, support resources. There's tons of stuff out there that you can find for free if you don't have the access to the, um, you know, sort of like the more bigger professional organizations. But the Recruitix Diversity and Inclusion Hub is probably a good middle ground um, between like, you know, a blend of research and free available for you. Natalie, any other questions for Tony? I'm trying to look to see. I feel like we covered pretty much everything. Um, Something that I think you touched on a little bit, Tony, was uh, technology. But what ways, what specific ways do you feel that technology can help businesses who are looking to start these DNI communities, especially in a a remote environment like we are now? Um, Yeah, technology can be your best friend. Um, It could also be your worst enemy. So you need to keep that in mind. Um, When you're talking about DNI specifically and trying to, you know, measure or, you know, trying to determine like if whatever your initiatives that you're putting out there in place are successful, it's just really, really important to make sure that whatever tools or technology that you're using um, doesn't have bias baked into it. As we progress into the future, artificial intelligence is, you know, it's pretty much everywhere right now. Um, Imagine that times 10 in the next five years. So it's um, really important that like you're selecting and choosing technologies that really actively um, do their best to eliminate bias in the algorithm and the artificial intelligence. Um, It's one of the biggest reasons why our organization partnered with Phenom people from the first place because um, DNI is very core and vital to Phenom's culture. Um, just like inclusivity is one of our shared values at Brother. So it was really important for us to select a partner that like values that just as an organization in general because we could have that extra trust that the technology that we're using um, has that added extra lens to ensure that the um, algorithm is not biased in, in a certain way. In a certain way, excuse me. Um, with our marketing, um, and our recruitment marketing, we do our very best to uplift all of our employee voices in general. Um, so if you're trying to showcase yourself as a more diverse, active organization, um, start taking photos, like start going to your employee events, like taking pictures, photos, videos, like just share what's going on in your company on social media. 
like just uplift all of those people in your organization that, you know, maybe aren't like such a public facing presence. Like they're not like a leader in marketing, doing like calls, webinars all the time or whatever. Um, that's okay. Like just go to your employee events, take photos, share, say, this is what we're doing. Um, that is the best thing that you can do just for DNI in general, um, is showing your authentic employees and uplifting their voices. Um, and then, you know, finally, you always want to partner with your marketing and legal teams um, just to make sure that all the steps that you're taking are, you know, appropriate, okay, authentic, like legal, <laughs> um, and just like making sure that everything that you're doing is you're doing um, with like a good sense and a good uh, knowledge on your shoulder. Yeah, absolutely. Tony, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and as tradition goes around talent experience live, uh, we do ask one off the wall question. Uh, I shared with you, I've been binge watching Queer Eye, but for Natalie and Tony, what have you been binge watching during quarantine? I've been oh binge watching Queer Eye too. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Um, so I'm actually, outside of Philadelphia. So Phenom's like based in the Philadelphia area. So like I have yet to watch the new season um, just because I know it's going to be one of those things with like the first five minutes I press play, I'm going to have to watch all of it. So like I have to like commit those, what, six to eight hours at some point. Um, what am I binge watching right now? Um, I have watched several times The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson, which is a uh, documentary biopic on Netflix about Marsha P. Johnson, the Black trans woman that was seen as the face of the um, queer rights movement in the Stonewall Rides. Such a good movie. You can learn so much about LGBTQ history just from this movie. Um, we don't teach that in public schools here, we don't teach LGBTQ history. So a lot of people don't understand the struggle and the movement or whatever. Such a great movie, fabulous. You'll laugh, you'll cry. It's so great. Um, Visible um, out on television is another one. It's a, I think six part documentary series on Apple TV that explores the history of LGBTQ uh, culture through the lens of television throughout the decades. They have every single celebrity on that show giving their advice feedback. It's such a great show to watch. Um, also 13th on Netflix is another really good movie um, about um, the intersection of race, justice and mass incarceration here in the United States um, directed by Ava DuVernay, which is one of, the prime directors of our time right now. Such another good movie, really, really important for knowledge, et cetera. Um, from a general show standpoint, from like a guilty pleasure, RuPaul's Drag Race is my muse. I, it, it puts me in a happy mood every time I watch. Um, there's an all-star season airing right now. They have 12 seasons of this show it is one of those great things that you can binge if you are sad upset about anything in your life put this show on you will laugh you will cry you will feel so much better just after watching one episode um definitely definitely something i recommend and my 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 biggest big biggest guilty pleasure but not really guilty pleasure because i i love it so much Awesome. Awesome. I saw in the, the chat, we had a couple other recommendations. Um, so definitely be active in the chat. And one other question, I promise to let you go, but this one I think is an important one. Um, sure. What would you say is the most difficult part of implementing a DNI program? I think the most difficult part is 
being emotional. Um, in business, it's kind of frowned upon, generally speaking, bringing emotions to work. You just can't not do that with if you're talking about DNI because it's it's a very personal thing for a lot of people, and that is okay. It's okay to be emotional. This is how people learn. This is how you progress forward. So I think the emotion in and of itself is the hard piece because, you know, as a working professional, like we're trained to like, don't be emotional at work. Like don't show emotion like this and that. that. That's just hogwash. You have to show emotion with like diversity and inclusion. Um, It's uh, a lot of my passion on this call. You can tell is like coming from like an emotional standpoint. Like I'm a gay man. Like, you know, I've faced adversity in my life. Like I've grown up, like, you know, there's been times where I've had, you know, mental challenges and, um, you know, the suicide rate for, rate for queer youth is like four times the normal rate of normal people. It's okay to talk about this stuff. It's uncomfortable. It's personal. It's emotional. Um, but it's how we learn and how we grow through it. So I would say that the most difficult part is being emotional. And my advice is that you have to do that. You have to be emotional. Otherwise, you're not going to get anywhere and you're not going to get through it. Tony, Beautiful thank you advice. so much. That yes. was spectacular. Um, thank you. It was a pleasure having you on. I, I can certainly say that. And uh, I wish you the best. Thank you so much. So glad to have been here. So thankful for you having me. I hope it was a really great experience for everybody involved. And if anybody has additional questions or follow-up, please feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or message me. My name on there is officially Anthony Prudente. You can call me Tony. It's what I say to most people. Um, but I'm always happy to like provide additional advice, feedback in the future. And thank you again so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. It was great to see really you. Appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.